morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 310. Of you didn't say good afternoon, you prick. That's because she was staring at me. You were judging me with your eye. Uh... I was just judging you because you always go good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. It's in the wrong fucking order. Cool. That's not the order a cool. day goes in. What do you say when you have? <laughs> Episode 310 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by Becky. Hello, everyone. And Ian Loring. And this week, what do we have? What do we have? We have Annabelle comes home. She came home last week, but we 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 didn't. We weren't there to see it, so we've come this week, haven't we? No, we That's... missed her. We got a thing from DPD saying, <laughs> "Do you want to like pick it up from a depot?" We yeah. said, "Nah, just try again." And then, like, we rearranged delivery for the next week. Yeah, because if it was from Yoda, it'd just been she's under the plant pot. Yeah, and there'd just be a plant pot on top of a doll, just laid on its side, looking at you fucking weirdly. <laughs> she's in your secure place, not hooked on the number on my doll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the head just smashed through the letterbox, and the body <laughs> just hanging there. If it was Hermes, it would just be at it's at your neighbours. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> we did. Well, so we had it at your neighbours, we just hide it in someone's garden. Mm. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we've got uh, Animal Comes Home. Ian will be chatting Lion King. We won't because we've not seen it. Um, I've heard bad things. I'm really looking forward to what Ian says. I am I'm very much looking forward to seeing what, what Ian says on this one. Um, we've got some what we've been watching, uh, some trailers, because there's been trailers. Uh, there are always there being trailers. There's been trailers, yes. Yeah. Um, and got a couple of questions and bits. And one of the trailers I've watched five times already. Wow. Okay, no. Oh, right, yeah, okay. It's, um, oh my God, that's a fucking... Uh, uh, we'll get to that later on, so I'm talking about the schedule. I forgot about Cats. Um, <laughs> has, has there been any news? Oh, God, I forgot about Cats. Oh, um, Rugger White is passing. Oh, see, he's just got the mood down now. I've forgotten about that. The hobo but, with a shotgun himself. Yeah. A man who I interviewed on Christmas Eve once. Yeah? Yeah, by escape. Excellent. Yep. He, he, he told me only had a 15 minute slot left available, then talked for 45 minutes. He was a delight and a little bit drunk. Oh, that's nice. We should watch Blade Runner this week in his honour. Yeah, there we go. Any other news? The Marvel announcements. Oh, that, 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 that does count as news, I suppose, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. weren't any trailers, were there, for that lot? So, no, yeah. They just announced a load of films that are coming out. Yeah, there's not any trailers because they're, they're like fucking five years in the future. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but there's what's what's next year? Um, so Black Widow's the first one out of this new lot. Um, and then what is it? The Eternals. Yes. And then in 2021, it's Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is a fantastic title. Yes, it is a very good title. Like that's and and to be fair, for Love and Thunder is a pretty fucking amazing title as well. It, it, it is because it sounds like a hair metal album. <laughs> like, I love that they've just they're just going to let Taika Waititi just go fucking all out with that, aren't they? Oh yeah, they're they're, they're literally going to be when he goes, "I've got this crazy idea, you might not do it, but it, it's a bit just." Do it. I'm dubious about Thor now, though. Why? Why do you think? 
Is that it fucking because, curries my vacuum in it, isn't it? Is it because Natalie Portman decided, hmm, Maybe I, I want people to like me again? Yeah. I didn't like her in the original four. No, you didn't, did you? I don't like her in general. No. She's a twat. The the thing is, I mean, I I respect Portman in the way that she's one for them, twenty seven for me. Um, this will lead quite quite nicely into into one of my grumbles for the week. Hmm. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's surprising, um, and I bet she's getting paid a butt ton for it because. She did not need to come back. She divorced herself quite well from the MCU. Um, but shit. I mean, to be fair, Taika Waititi kind of seems like maybe just a director that people want to work with. I think he is. I, th- I think I think the way that it will be looked at is, do you know what? It, it, people always look like they're having fun. What will be interesting is what Taika Waititi gets to do next of his own. Yeah. Well, obviously a trailer came out for what he's gonna, what he's doing in between four films. Yeah, we didn't get to watch that. Is what that like Jojo Rabbit? It's a minute and twenty seconds long. I think you, I think you two should see it. Hang on, then. I saw that and I thought it was him. All upset. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. Uh, oh wait. Not talking about that. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> what are you doing now? You watch on your phone. I bet you're watching it on your phone. We can't. Why do I have both the same fucking iPad screen right in front of me? Not a dick bag. Bag of dicks. Are you open? Shut the fuck up. Are you ready? Right, live trailer watching. Nice. <laughs> right, old leg. Oh, what misery business! I just, I just think that this constant mocking of the Nazis is not doing anyone any favors. It does make them seem a bit warm and cuddly, doesn't it? It does a little bit, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> I, 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 because I don't think the world understands satire anymore. No. Because seriously, look at the world; it is living satire. I'm quite looking know, forward to it. Yeah, I think it looks good. I, I, I'm fine. I'm looking forward to, to watching it. I, I, I like his his style of comedy, etc., and, and bits like that. But we'll we'll come to the rest of those in a minute. Um, so yeah, my little grumble. Can I have my little grumble? Go for it. Do it. Can we indulge me a little bit? Because there's not been that much news apart from the Marvel stuff, but we'll be talking about that for the next five years anyway. So um, true story. So it seems like like. Everyone's hot. Everyone's warm. It's really warm everywhere. Everywhere is warm. It's lovely. Right? And I like warm. Right? But everyone's warm. And it makes some people grumpy. Irritable. It does. It does. And it it seems like what's happened there is is certain parts of the film were already a little bit grumpy and a little bit... With everything. And, you know, the people who love movies that much... They put cinephile in their, their bio and 
bits like that, but then spend all of their time shitting on everything and complaining about everything. And it's like, okay, so if you love movies, what do you actually fucking like? Right? So at the moment, uh, it, it's the current trend is to have a go at, um, at white dudes. Um, which is fine. I don't mind having a go at white I mean, dudes. The There's a lot of white dudes to have a go at, and we are pretty. You know, if you if you are taking a as a scope of shitty things people have done, white dudes take up a lot of that. But to pick on cinematically, let's look at it for a second. Let's go see. He seems to be coming in for a lot of flack at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is a bit odd. Tarantino's going for a lot of flat, but you kind of expect that now, and people keep bringing up the Uma Thurman thing. Weird that Uma Thurman wants to make Kill Bill 3 with him, but we'll squeeze that to a side a little bit because it doesn't fit the agenda. Um, and uh, David Fincher apparently has been brought into this as well, which is mental. Um, so what's Scorsese done? Well, I can't... I, I've read a lot of it. And he I, can't write women. And I, well, he doesn't write most of his movies, is the, is the first one. <laughs> uh, secondly, um, so... A few years ago, Martin Scorsese is asked um, in relation to when he was talking, when he was promoting uh, Wolf of Wall Street, who his most um, influential um, collaborator was, because he's a frequent collaborator with people. Mm. So unlike a lot of um, filmmakers, he doesn't always work with the same DOP. Right. He often works with them a few times, then he moves on to some, somebody else, and he he bounces around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, the, the, the person who's interviewed mentioned, oh, so is it, you know, is it DiCaprio because you work a lot together now, or is it De Niro obviously because you've worked a lot previously together? Or are we are we looking at more of the peripheral work as where as high profile as De Niro and DiCaprio, and are we looking at people like Joe Pesci or Harvey Keitel and people like this? Who's the most influential on your career and on your films collaborator you've worked with? Who did he say, Ian? Thelma Schoonmaker. Oh yeah, Thelma Schoonmaker, right? His editor. Scorsese's always maintained that you shoot a movie, that you shoot all the movie, but then you actually make the film and the editing suite. So that's when the movie comes together. So the opposite of where something like um, Hitchcock used to say that, 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 that he didn't like making movies because he'd already rehearsed it to death, that when he made it, that was just putting the rehearsals into practice. Yeah. Uh, so two differing views on, on, on filmmaking, uh, both by incredible filmmakers. So it seems to be that a lot of people start having a go at Scorsese about his, cause his lack of female characters, which I find baffling anyway. But um, And then people start saying, well, hang on a minute, his main collaborator is Thelma Schoenemaker. What? And they were like, oh, that, that doesn't matter. You know, it, it, sh- you know, you shouldn't count her. You know, it, it, you know, his films are way too long anyway, so she's clearly not doing her job. It's like, what the fuck? We're going after... Thelma Schoenemaker now, one of the most important women in cinema of the past 40 years. It, it's, it's baffling to me that, that, that it seems like the idea at the moment is to look at everything, take it, and then break it down into how can we, how can we find something wrong in this? Yeah. yeah. What, what, so this exists here. How can we find something wrong with it? And then you've got to throw in the double standards thing. So somebody, same person, I was reading that, I thought, I'm not getting involved in this. I don't want, to, I'm going to view it from afar and I'm not going to dip in and say, what about this? Because it, it, it's, it, it's arguing with idiots, unfortunately, a lot of the time. 
um, somebody who, who so believes that their point is right that they are willing to not listen to people. Uh, it is it, it, that's a lot of what sadly film discourse with certain people has become. Yeah. Um, so I was like scrolling through, and then said person said that uh, I'd quoted a, um, a, a a a Guardian a Guardian article on Leonardo DiCaprio, and it said you know the Guardian article is about how DiCaprio is one of the last proper movie stars that's never been in a sequel, has never been in a uh, a blockbuster, actually true, in Titanic, which was a fucking big exception. Yeah, so it, he has been in blockbusters, but I think what they were saying was it's not going to franchise blockbuster. I think was was it was more of what they were meaning when I actually read the article, mm-hmm. um, and it was, it was basically going on about that that he still manages to be a huge movie star in spite of all these things. And I thought it was quite interesting. This person then decided to say, "Oh, yeah, but." how many female directors he worked with. And it's like, and I thought, all right, it's actually, it's a fair comment. And then I started thinking about it and thinking, actually, in the past 15 years, he's only worked with five directors. And then I started to think about it a little bit more. Because, for instance, Chris Evans has said that, uh, sorry, Chris Pine, sorry, uh, the best Chris, has said that he consciously is going to try and work with more female directors. So, what he wants to do at the moment, he's going to work with every third film, he's going to try and work with a female director. And then he's going to try and get it so it's an even 50-50. Right? Well, whether you agree with this, what is it or not, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that, that he's, he's saying he's doing. And that is, this isn't my point. Right? Now, this isn't my point. Just, so, last year was it at the Golden Globes, Natalie Portman, right, was presenting the best director. And got a lot of whoops and cheers when she said, and now the nominees, the all male nominees, can you tell me in her career, and you can juxtapose her career against the Leonardo DiCaprio because they've been around about the same amount of time, can you tell me any female directors she's worked with? No. It's not no. One. Two. 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 Mm-hmm. Two. Arts and both. Right. So, Natalie Portman. Held up on this pedestal, uh, no, with, with 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 people who will put cinephile in their biography. Yes, held up on this pedestal, right up there. Caprio for people like me. Yeah, held up on this pedestal. Me, one of the best working actors out there, up there with Jill and Hall for his his output in the past ten years. Right. Caprio for some reason taking a lot of shit at the moment because he's working with Tarantino and he's not worked with a female director since Total Eclipse back in 96, I think it was. Portland being lauded because she's going back to Marvel and she's going to be the female Thor and championing um, feminism in film, worked with two female directors. Oh, and she also did that thing where she spotted Rowan Polanski and coming back into Hollywood as well, didn't she? Yeah. It's amazing where these battles are, 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 are coming at. And my point is that... Can we, when are we going to go back to enjoying the film rather than trying to find everything that's wrong with it? And it, it says, it's a bit of a grumble, but I didn't my grumbles. Saw an interesting tweet from somebody the day who said, oh, great, Breakfast Club's coming back, coming to Netflix uh, next month. I can't wait for uh, the work generation to fucking destroy this for everybody. <laughs> and it, it is true that it's just, 
film just seems to be I'm, I'm almost dreading the new Tarantino movie coming out because I'm going to have to scroll through so many fucking blah, 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 blah. So I'm just going to like please don't react Matt don't react don't react don't react and I'm going to scroll past at one point and have a couple of drinks and go well this cunt's fucking taking more barrels <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's going to be it and, it, and I, don't, I just don't need that in my life I just don't need to I don't need to what is it I have this that I can voice my fucking what is it and no one can fucking shout back at me uh, maybe Ian can. You, maybe, you two can, maybe, but I don't mind having discourse with you two. Maybe just disable Twitter when it comes out. I might just, no. I might, I might go the opposite and just fucking go everyone. Can I, can I just go back, can we go back to the Natalie Portman just thought thing again? Yeah, hi, hi. Right, so Ragnarok is, is, it's a film with a big personality. The film's, the film's personality. Yes. Yes. And Thor, as a character. Yes. Ragnarok onwards. It's a character with a big personality. Yeah. Natalie Portman, obviously. You really like, like honestly, Portman, you? you look at her, it's like looking at fucking, you know, when, when you've got your TV detuned and it's just that like fuzzy grey shit. White noise. White noise, yeah, but on screen. That is is to me. She's so, she has fucking zero personality. She's so whiny. Every character she plays in any film. It's the whiniest fucking thing. I just want to give her a backhand and tell her to cheer the fuck up. How is she going to pull off carrying that movie? She fucking isn't. And you're just going to want to throw fucking sandwiches out of the whole time. Because honestly... Are you skinny shaming? No, I'm not. But she, she, she looks like unwell levels of skinny. And Thor's supposed to be, let's be honest, quite a physical character. Yeah. I just... It, it's it's made a film that I was really quite excited about was the next Thor, and it, I'm I'm just like I was okay, I was I'm hoping not excited about, about Black Widow, not excited about Black Panther two, not excited about the new Thor really unless she's just in it as female Thor for a minute and then goes off and it's all left to like Valkyrie. It's not going to be. Well, I just on the, the new Slater movies just it leaves me really fucking cold. And it's largely because of Natalie. <laughs> fucking no, no, no. By the way, I don't suppose you guys could maybe turn me down a little bit on your end, because every now and then I get a bit of feedback, if that's okay. Uh, yes. Are we able to hear your beautiful voice as well, Ian? That's, that's fine, if it means... I, I, I'm thinking about the listeners more than us. You can, can, you still, can you still hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's turned down. Is it? Okay, okay, no, that's cool. It's just, I, yeah, good. I think it's fixed it. Thank you, guys. Um, now, I mean, I, I think the whole kind of underwhelming thing about the slate is an interesting one because um, it's just there's a lot of unknown quantities for the first time in a long time. Um, you know, with um, Black Panther, he was introduced in Civil War. Um, Spider-Man was introduced in Civil War and Captain Marvel, yes she was an unknown quantity but she had that kind of whole first female hero lead in the MCU thing going for her whereas, you know, Black Widow I just, it that feels five years too late Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes and Kate Shortland's an interesting director so, like I'm more interested to see the, what the director's going to bring to that than the film itself, especially considering that you have to assume it's a prequel, even though I do wonder if at the end it will be revealed that she is actually alive in the post-Snap world after all. But, um, yeah. Um, but then after that, I mean, The Eternals, who knows what that is, apart from hardcore comic fans. 
Shang-Chi, I fucking hope that is the name of that film, because I've said it a couple of times now. Like, who knows what that is, but I, like, you know, the director behind that's interesting. It's a new world for Marvel to explore, so that's awesome. I'm very it's just, about that one, actually. I don't yeah. I know very little about the character, but just the idea of, of it being, like you say, a, a new uh, environment. I suppose for the Marvel movies, I'm very much like, all right, how how are they bringing that into this? This is going to be fucking interesting. Not quite, and I mean, I, I just I think it's interesting that next year we're going to have some new like Disney Plus series with existing characters, but the big screen stuff is kind of all new, and it's it's like they've basically gone right. We've got an awful lot of credit in the bank now that we probably can risk a couple of things and kind of see how they go. Um, and you know, I mean, if the Eternals doesn't work that well, that's fine. Put them on the back burner. We're gonna have Fantastic Four and X Men soon enough, you know. <laughs> but but then again, it could it could work really well. It just it's I don't know. I was kind of surprised uh, Black Panther two wasn't in there. Um, you'd think they'd be kind of striking while the iron was hot with that. In all fairness, um, Guardians three, I suppose, not that much of a surprise given given the issues. Um, Spider-Man 3 not being in there. Um, I mean, are we not actually not going to get another Spider-Man film for three years? That kind of, or at least three years, that kind of feels long. But is it just that we're going to get these kind of unknown quantities a little bit? And then in 2022, it's going to be Black Panther 3. No, sorry, Black, uh, Black Panther 2, Spider-Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or something like that. And just bang, bang, they, bang. They're looking at going, right, we've made a shit ton of money in the past couple of years. Um, let's have a little bit of a risk where we might not, it, it might land, it might not. If it does, great. Like you were saying, if it does, great. If it doesn't, bang, there you go. There's this, 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 and this. Yeah. But the problem is, my, I, I, I'm a small worry about this. Go on. I have very little interest in watching any of the TV series things. No. But am I going to need to? Yeah, that's the thing that worries me. Because I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't want to have to watch um, six hours of Vision and Wanda doing Wonder Vision. That is what it's called. It is called Wonder Vision. Yeah. It? Oh, I, I literally thought I might have made that up a second ago. And the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Falcon, 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 yeah. Again, visual white noise. Yeah, he is. He is a bit, isn't he? I'm actually looking forward to Black Widow movie that first. Prefer. Um, the only one I'm looking forward to actually looking at it is Doctor Strange, and I never thought I'd fucking say that because I did not want to I, watch that movie. Not that bothered about Doctor Strange because I tried, I rewatched it and, and really didn't get on with it. In the multiverse of madness, though, it's a good title. It is it? a good title. I, it, it, it seems like with that they might go for a little bit quirky batshit in the theme of like Thor. Well, well, they've said it's going to be Marvel's first crack at a kind of a more horror-y inflected thing and it's like yeah Yeah, fine let's let's see a 12A Marvel action horror no I want an 18 (laughs) yeah well I want it to be a room of tits you want what? a room of tits just a room of tits yeah okay with teeth it's with tea yeah think I'm mad shit right now just spitball it Marvel you all get to have them I don't think they'll want that one babe um, by the way, we have another patron thing. Uh, Rich A. Kidd has suggested Drive, which I believe is the Mark DeCascos The Mark DeCascos one, that's on Prime at the moment. That's, he just said it's on Prime, so we must mean that one. Yeah. 
Anyway. Well, Mel's going to look at this and go, hold on a minute, what numbers? <laughs> <laughs> he knows He knows the drill. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's something I would say. That's, that's it for, for news. Uh, trailers. Should we get trailers? God, I've not even done trailers. No. I'll just say I'll just say very quickly, Gemini Man. New trailer looks better than the last trailer. Uh, have not watched it just in case it, it was worse. <laughs> uh, I, I I I I'll see what the fuck Ang Lee's doing here, and fuck it, I'll watch it in the high frame rate. I thought Billy Lynn's halftime walk in um in uh, high frame rate was actually quite interesting. So, you know, few years on from the Hobbit films, let's see what that tech can do now. Yep. Uh, what else have we got trailer wise? Oh shit! Well, there's been a lot in there. Yeah. Well, we we just watched the trailer for Zombieland Daughter, the sequel. I'm, oh I'm, yeah, how's that? Uh, it, 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 it's. I like the fact that it's like what ten years on from yeah. the original, yeah. but they've literally just it, it, it looks it, it looks like it was made like two years later. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a nice touch with the opening credits for what is it? Where it, it says um, Academy Award nominee Woody Harrelson, yeah. Academy Award nominee Jesse Eisenberg, Academy Award nominee Abigail Breslin, and an Academy Award winner <laughs> <laughs> Emma Stone. Was quite a nice jokey touch to it. So I'm I'm really excited for this one. I didn't I didn't think we'd have given the gap. I didn't think we'd would ever get the the trailer, the sequel to Zombieland. And I fucking love Zombieland. No, I, I don't think anyone expected us to get a what is it? Mm. it, it it's I don't, I don't even that much clamour for it. Let's be honest. Mm. But it's happening, so fuck it. Why not? I think there was one there, and then everyone's just assumed the same thing that we're not getting it because gap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm up that it looks it looks fun. Yeah. Right. What, what should we do next? What, what else we got? Jay and Jay. Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Um, I'm for it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to spend a bit more time in, in, in that world. Uh, I thought it was. Did you read the uh, post that um, Kevin Smith put about Ben Affleck? Oh no. So Kevin Smith put out a thing about uh, the whole. It was it was done and they'd started shooting. Um, Shane Silent Bob reboot um, and he was talking to somebody who works for um, one of the uh, like YouTube TVs or something like that I think like, it might have been Vanity Fair or something like that um, I can't remember exactly who it was um, and then asked him oh is is, is Ben Affleck is Ben going to be in it and he said I, well no I, I I wouldn't even know how to ask him I haven't spoken to him in in 15 years I just I wouldn't know how how to approach that. Um, the guy was then interviewing Ben Affleck the next day and asked him about it and said, "Oh, are you going to be in the reboot?" And Ben Affleck was like, "I haven't been asked or anything." Uh, but you know, yeah, sure, I'd, I'd love to do it. So Kevin Smith, the guy then told Kevin Smith that he said he'd love to do it. So Kevin Smith said, "Eventually, I um, put up the courage to ask him." He said, and then um, I texted him about it, uh, asking him to sort of basically come do it. And he said, he, he was like, yeah, absolutely, do it whenever, whatever. But I'd, lo- I'd love to be part of it again. He said, and Kevin said, it was amazing. He said, not only have I got like the character 
back in it that I want that I really wanted back in it. He said, I've kind of got a friend back that I haven't had for like fifteen years. He said, and it's everything sorted now and everything's cool. And it's he said, now I've managed to write almost like a little sequel and a closing to Chasing Amy in the middle of Silent, uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. So that was quite, I'm very much looking forward to it in the sense that it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what Kevin Smith does post completely changing his life with the whole heart attack thing. Yeah. I, I, it's fascinating because it, the trailer reads like it's something that he need, like he kind of needs to do mm. it for like, I don't know, cultural cachet or money or whatever. But he obviously doesn't need to because he's like he seems to be living quite a good life at the moment, you know. And it, it, it's I don't know. It would be amazing if that old magic was recaptured again. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, just it. it I don't know. I mean, it's. I would like to have some faith in this. It's going to but... one of two things. I can tell you right now, it's going to one of two things. Mm. It's either going to be an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. Is number one. Or number two, if you are nostalgic for Kevin Smith movies, the, the viewer's universe, so everything he made from Clerks through to Clerks 2, if you're yeah. nostalgic for that, and they were a big part of your youth, then you will love it. Anyone who doesn't give a shit about that or who came to any of those movies above the age of 25 or um, came to them that is under 25, they'll hate it. They won't get the humour. They won't get the the whole shtick that Kevin Smith has got. My problem is I like Jane Silent Bob as characters in Clerks, Clerks 2, Dogma. I don't like the Jane Silent Bob movie. I don't mind the Jane Silent Bob movie. It's, it's scattergun, it's all over the place, mm. but I find it amusing enough. Will Ferrell's well, fucking fun. good value in Jane Silent it's, Bob Strike Back. Right. As he, as his announcement as somebody who could be funny on things other than Saturday Night Live, <laughs> it's kind of like, you've got, oh yeah, what a great when he burst onto the scene in Anchorman. It's like, <laughs> no. no. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike it. I just, I feel it's too much of. I can, yeah, I can, I can see why on that. It, 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 it's the one I go to least out of his early canon, mm. without question. They're in Dogma a lot. Hmm? They're great like in Dogma. Yeah, Dogma is probably the, the film where they're the best in. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But in a, in a sense of, I'm looking forward to spending a bit of time in that universe. Uh, but do I expect it to be good? I'm not quite sure on that one. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah, um, a beautiful day in the neighbourhood. You watch this one, Ian? Yeah, yeah, I just, I just want a really nice hug of a film and Tom Hanks to tell me that everything's going to be all right. So yeah, why not? Yeah, I was really, really concerned that they were going to try and make some kind of expose, nasty expose kind of thing. And even the, even the guy's girlfriend in the trailer is like, "Don't ruin Don't my you childhood. fucking do this." Um. And it just looks like it's not. It just looks like it's... Look at this guy. Isn't he lovely? It'll yeah. change your life. Yeah. I'm down with that. I, I, I'm, I'm down with going to see that on a... It'll be out in January probably, yeah, to be honest. 
Yeah. Or uh, February. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to just kind of going to see that and just sitting in the cold. It's cold outside, but you're inside and it's nice warm. Like you say, what a plug of a movie. You don't know what will be happening by January, February, Mark. We'll be watching it in our dystopian post-Brexit future. Yeah. In, in, in the midst of piles of rubble. Anyway. Um, what else have we got? What else? So we've got, I think, three more big ones to go. Sure. Should we do one of the shit ones? Let's, 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 should we do the shit one or should we do the shit one to last? Let's leave the really shit one to last. Right. You've got to leave the shit one to last. So, Top Gun Maverick. I'll watch the shit out of this movie. I think it looks fucking great. I, 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 literally, it's... It, it, I love the fact that it's unashamedly, it's unashamedly Tom Cruise going, hey, hey guys, hey guys, remember like five years ago when Donnie went to see Oblivion and Donnie went to see Jack Reacher? Remember that, remember that, remember that, remember that. Top fucking gun maverick. Back in fucking business. The thing is, I don't know if this gets anybody under the age of 30 excited. It does. (laughs) Don't give a shit, they're all knobheads anyway. Yeah, weirdly, it it, it will. Do you know know how it will? Because all you need to do with them, literally, is dangle something shiny and say, get excited about this, and they'll go, all right, all right, yeah. Although maybe 30 is a bit high. But yeah, 24 and under. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose the point I'm trying to get across is, um, you know, yeah. if, if if this film is a success, it's because older people still go to the films. <laughs> you know, it, um, I, it just, I mean, the shots in it, I mean, it. don't get me wrong, I mean, like, it looks, it looks really fun, but it looks like a tribute to Tom Cruise, who... I, I mean, the Mission Impossible films are big and deservedly so, but I, I'm a little bit worried that there might just be a little bit of Kool Aid drinking here, which he hasn't done so much for the last ten years, um, and like the whole kind of like the legend of Maverick and like his whole you you never got a promotion and you know him being the kind of the rebel I. There's something about it that I'm not quite clicking with there, but visually it looks fucking amazing. Yeah, that, that's I'm, I'm just I'm just up for the, the, the visuals and the idea. But I think I think Top Gun's actually when you, once you get away from all of the the ridiculousness of it, the the, the homoeroticism that people actually only started paying attention to about ten years ago. Yeah. Um, where it's a bit like when something's pointed out to people, everyone goes, oh, yeah, 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 well, it's always just been about that. It's like, no, it existed for a good 10, 15 years when people weren't talking about that. Um, the whole, essentially, it's just an advert for the fucking Navy. Um, once you get away from all of that, it, it's a really solid entertainment movie. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I noticed that, yeah, the trailer is a lot of crews in there. And not, you'd think, is there anybody else in this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there is other people in it, yeah. We're not caught in the trailer. No. It's just a lot of shots that were reminiscent of Top Gun, which was fine. <laughs> um, go on, Bex, you can do the, the second to last one, I think. Uh, so it, chapter two. I, I I got really excited. I, this is the one I've watched five times. Very, very excited for this. It, it looks a lot better than the first part, which I did really enjoy, but it, I don't think it was 
overtly scary, the first one. I disagree with you. Which, whereas this looks like the, the shot of him without his makeup on was really intriguing. Mm. Looks like they're going to do something with the batshit ending to the book. Um, because there's like some night sky shots that look like something's happening and obviously when he floats off into the deadlights in the book, they don't tackle that in the TV miniseries. They just have him fighting the spider. Well, you can't really tackle it because there wasn't the technology there well, to no, do it. It'd be interesting to see if they do tackle it in this. Um been reading some stuff about they've taken it in quite a few different directions than the book goes to kind of serve the fans of the book by giving them something new to to, to witness essentially yeah. if it just sticks to the book yeah you're going to enjoy it if you enjoy the book but you're not really going to have any anything new to enjoy so they've specifically taken a few things in a few different directions so that there's a surprise there's new elements. Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah, I think it looks fucking great. I'm really excited for it. What, what's your feelings on this one, Ian? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, intrigued to... Because, uh, obviously, I mean, I haven't read the book or seen the miniseries, so really intrigued to see where the fuck they're going with this. Um, cast looks interesting. Uh, like, the scares look intense. What, what, um, sorry. What's it, just, really- it, it, it looks balls out. Like, it does. And, and high production value. And you don't get like good big budgeted horror films every day so yeah how i'm really up for it i mean studio horror is in a wonderful place at the moment yeah. uh, it, it's great what was really quite interesting about watching the trailer with you becky when you when we first watched it was you'd been you were a little bit against the casting weren't you mm. you didn't really agree it was, it was you, confused by you, it. Yeah, you, you couldn't quite get your head around it but then when it did like in the trailer where it does the the young to all the shots you, you actually turned out me and went, oh, do you know what? No, yeah, they fucking nailed all of those. I think the most noticeable one in the trailer is is the Ben Huntsman character, the yeah. the large kid. Um, that's, I think that's the most noticeably, while he really does just look like a slim, down, grown-up version of that kid. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're all they're all really good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, excited for that. That's great. Uh yeah, that, that thing, I think I think looks it looks it looks great. It looks really interesting, really creepy. I, I, the, 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 the shot that made it for me was the shot of uh, Pennywise without the makeup. Mm. It was like, oh holy fuck, that's interesting. Mm. I'm 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 for that idea. That's pretty fucking cool. Well, the teasers that have come out previously as well. There's bits in of kind of like the the bit with the balloons under the bridge that that's looks like it's relating to um, the Adrian Mellon killing. And the um, the bit with Mrs. Kirsch, where she's been all creepy in the house, yeah. that looks really well done. I don't want to see an old naked lady. Though. I don't think you'll probably see her close up. It's not the shining. I don't want to see an old naked lady. <laughs> uh, okay, right. I'm going to get I, a drink. You get a drink before we talk about hey. this thing. Before we talk about this, yeah, that's that, that's probably wise. I think we should get Ian to watch. TV miniseries if you get time before the film. Not before the film, I don't think. No. I think you should watch it after. I suppose if he hasn't read the book. If he read the book and yeah. seen that, I think it, it, it's better for him to go into it um, without any, oh, I wonder if this is going to be an art, that's going to be mm. an art. It, it'd be good to go into it just completely clean mm. uh, and not clouded by anything. There. I'd like to be going into it from that place. Completely unaware of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is I can't remember the miniseries. We've watched it a billion times. Oh, oh, yeah, but 
be very forgetful. No, I just because I watched that many times, I don't need to remember. <laughs> Pushes something else out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how your brain works. I was quite interested in the the, the bit with Ali and my dad in the circus and linking the characters. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, it doesn't like to grab. Um, yeah, it looks like they're going to go to some odd places. Mm. With what? Just we're, we're just uh, continuing a bit of it too, chat. Ah. Um, and odd places. Speaking of odd places, <laughs> right? So before I, we go into the cats trailer, we got cats an inside look beforehand, which was like a little. A little kind of like them fucking tickling your balls a little bit, <laughs> whilst also showing you how amazing they were and talking about the, the technology and the scope and everything like this. And at the same time, for like, uh, what was it? It was, it was a clip for about three minutes, but nearly four minutes. There's a lot of things. And basically going, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And have you seen Taylor Swift? Look, Taylor Swift, everybody. Taylor Swift. Taylor fucking Swift. And then we got the trailer. It's really great technology, though, Matt. It's the most advanced technology ever. It's the most advanced technology Digital fur technology. Yeah. Um, It's the most advanced digital fur technology. Um, And then what we got was the trailer. A a trailer I have watched four times. Fucking hell, what? Are you you just trying to give yourself nightmares? (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it. Cats? Yep. Fucking hell, fair play, man. Because, no matter what happens, it's going to be interesting. This I is mean, not a film you will be meh on. I mean, I, I can counter argument to that, though. And say... How? Right? <laughs> If it's going to be interesting, what if you get there and it's just boring? It won't be. Like, there's going to be... Because either it's going to surprise the shit out of you, or you're just going to be face-palming for two hours, going, Tom Hooper's never going to be able to direct anything ever again. It's going to be, it, it's going to be one or the other. I can't fucking wait. It, like, it could kill careers... Yeah, which is fascinating, or it could make them. The production design looks fucking amazing, and I mean that uncynically. Yeah. I lo- I really really like the look of the world they've created here. The CG cats are fucking wrong. They're nightmare fuel, Ian. Like yeah, no, they are. They're pure nightmare fuel. They are, but. Then again, when I went to see The Lion King with Lottie, trailer played in front of that, and she was interested. Like, it was like, what was that? <laughs> she actually said to me, what was that? Um, and, you know, and she was like, are they cats or are they people? It's like, was people playing cats? But they don't look like people. Well, no, because they're cats. But they don't look like cats. Well, no. I- <laughs> it's perceptive that one because they don't look like either no I mean that's it I mean just the fact that her reaction was what was that but yeah. I was like do you want to go see that and she was like yeah fair play fair play yeah 
you know what? It, it, it's one of those things. Cinemas for everybody. Uh, will we go and see it? Yeah. Fuck yeah, we'll go and see it. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute fucking disaster. I feel like... It will make a shitload of money. The film itself, I don't think it will be bad. I think they've just made serious... It's an awful Serious musical. fucking errors with the, with the look of the actual cats. Yeah. Serious fucking errors. Serious. They could have made it look so much better. Yeah. And... I, even the ones in the fucking theatre production look better. And they're in tight suits. First up to one. That would have looked better. Than my, my thing that's worse than all of that, my thing that's worse than all of the weird faces and the fact that Jennifer Hudson's going to sing in it and I just hear her voice um, <laughs> and all of that, there is a thing that is worse than that. Go on. James Corden in. <laughs> but it could okay. kill his career. Unfortunately, it won't, because his career is like a cockroach. It will not die. It is. I, I do not get it with him. It's what I do not understand. No, I don't, I don't either. He's not funny. He's not funny. He's not charming. He's not charming. He just... He, he's... What people deserve nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I just think it's just going to be crap. I just like. I honestly, I just, I think it's going to be really interesting, and I'm going to have some beers in the cinema with me, and it's going to be an incredible. Not, not if. To be fair, I don't think I'll take Lossie because it'll be over two hours long in a musical. She won't be able to take it, but. I'll watch the fuck out of it and I'll do what I did with John Wick Chapter 3 and I'll probably stand up and applaud six times. I don't think that'll happen, but all power to you, I fucking hope it does. <laughs> Any other trailers or have we... Exhausted trailers. Yeah. I think we've probably exhausted trailers. Yeah. Um, when does Scary Stories Turn the Dark come out? It's playing at Fright Fest. Oh, fuck. Fuck's sake, that's a month away, isn't it? Yeah, that, that thing's a little while out yet. Fucking sick of seeing that fucking trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's been playing a lot, you're Fuck right. You, of every fucking th- film. And I've got another fucking three weeks of it. I am... Fu- I, I, it's made me hate the movie. I just... I, I, every time it comes out, I think, oh, I'm fucking sick of seeing this fucking trailer. Ugh... They are really for for uh, for that film. They are over fucking hyping it. They launched the trailer far too early. Way too early. Um, right, Annabelle, the doll. She's the one who's doing all of this. A doll. She wants a soul. <sighs> I just wanted to see him again. I wanted to tell him I'm sorry. I know it was my fault. Danielle, what did you do? I let her out. What else did you touch? Everything. A feature of you. Annabelle Cunclough. Directed by Tom Hooper. Oh. 
Oh, no. Uh, it's it's directed by uh, Gary Doberman. It's not Doberman, it's Doberman. But I thought Doberman cats, dogs, you know, they hit them. Yeah. No, I got it. Lead balloon, that one, it. <laughs> no. I think they're really hateful, though. It's a myth. Are you saying that Hannah Barbarian lied to us? Yeah. Fuck you, because Tom and Jerry will be coming out next year. Tom and Jerry are a cat and a mouse. Yeah, shit, yeah, that fucking... Yeah, you yeah. fucked that one, Mark. Didn't even get my point across that, did it? Not even. There's a dog in it, though. I mean, there is. Buster. He's a minimal character, isn't he? Buster. He's a minor character. I don't think he's called Buster. I'm pretty sure the dog in Tom and Jerry's called Buster. That's all I'm sure Tom and Jerry supporting characters. It's like this thing where you don't believe me that uh, the Cookie Monster's called Sid. I mean, he's What? Called... The Cookie Monster's real name's Sid. Fuck off. Fucking is. No one believes me on this. The Cookie Monster's real name is Sid. And this isn't like the thing where I think that um, Scar's real name's Tony. Sid is actually his real name. <laughs> What was Scar called before he got the Scar? That's a good... Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think it was Tony. No, but Sid, the Cookie Monster, is actually originally called Sid. Spike. Who? The dog. And there's Buster as well. Um, Annabelle comes home. It's the third Annabelle movie. Third? It is, isn't it? I'm right on that one. Yeah, no, that was yeah. the actual films <laughs> that have Annabelle in the title, yes. Yes, um... And what is what's going on? Uh, it's same 1968, which I have no idea. It, it, it's, it's set where? It's set after. He's the, called Sid. Thank you. It's set after. Which which moves? Where's it set? The Conjuring universe confuses me. Where? Yeah, it's... shit. Okay. After. It's the start of the conjuring. It's set after the start of the conjuring. But before the rest of the events of the conjuring. But before the rest of the events of the conjuring. Ah, so the the, the, the prologue in the conjuring it's set after that, but before they go to. Before the rest of it, yeah. Right. Well, hang about though, like the kid in the conjuring. There's that scene where like she gets kind of terrorised by Annabelle. She's fucking younger in that than she is in Annabelle Comes Home, isn't she? That's conjuring two, isn't it? Nah, that's conjuring one, dude. Is it? Because Conjuring 2, they're in fucking the UK, aren't they? It's not like they can just yeah. go back. It's set somewhere in the Conjuring timeline. <laughs> oh, by the way, the next patron pick has been picked. Oh, what is it? Rick J. Kidd coming in like a... like He's had a few, and I swear this is random. Drive! I am I am very much looking forward to that. Sorry. So you just said what I did in the air. Um, so, what happens in Annabelle? Well, Ed and Lorraine Warren bring the Annabelle doll back home at some point in the country universe. What is it? Um, and it's put in the, the cabinet. We'll get to the cabinet later on because I have a feeling about the cabinet. Um, <laughs> gets put in the cabinet and like that. Uh, and then their kid, who's called Judy, I believe, uh-huh. um, she's being bullied at school because uh, it's finally come out to the neighbourhood what the Warrens do for a living. Um the Warrens are then going away for the weekend. Could that be one of the Conjurings? I don't know. Um, they're going away for the weekend and uh, the babysitter's coming around, but then the babysitter's friend wants to come around too because she wants to look at the spooky Warren shit, uh, but then there's a motive for wanting to look at the spooky Warren shit. Um, 
and then just shit happens with Annabelle, but we'll get into that as we go along. Um, Ian, Annabelle comes home. You liked the first Annabelle. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you really got on quite well with Annabelle Creation, didn't you? Yeah, Annabelle yeah. Creation's great. It's a, it, 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 it's a really good film. So where was, not where did Animal Comes Home fit into those, because we'll get to that later on, but what did you think of Animal Comes Home? I thought it was all right. Um, it kind of just felt like a bunch of... It was funny you talked about scary, scary stories to tell in the dark, because the the premise of that film kind of feels like it's an, it's an excuse to have a bunch of short horror films strung together. And I kind of got the sense of that with this. It It's the Iron Man 2 of the Conjuring universe where it just seems like it wants to set up a bunch of shit. Well, you you said, Dex, you read an interview with James Wan, and what did he say about it? Yeah, he said, I can remember it, James Wan said, uh, it's like, I wanted it to be a bit like A Night at the Museum, but with Annabelle. But with Annabelle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's... I don't know, it just seemed like, right, okay, let's try and launch a few spin-offs. Um, and bits of it worked for me, like the Ferryman sequence I thought was um, was interesting. Um, but then bits don't, like the whole kind of werewolf that comes out of the mist was fucking bobbins. You're going to love Conjuring 3 then. Oh, is that the, oh God, that's the werewolf, isn't it? Yeah. It fucking is as well. Yeah, all right. I mean, at least they're trying something different, I suppose. But we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's on one of their real investigations, though. So yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like I say, they're trying something different. So you know, it just it didn't work in this film for me. But why? I was kind of surprised by the fact that I just really liked the characters in this one. I, I, you know, I. Ah, uh, that's interesting. I thought the the girl was good. I liked her whole kind of like having a deal with. Maybe having psychic powers a self angle. I thought the 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 blonde girl was fairly typical. By uh, yeah, but I thought the performance was good. I liked I liked the girl who wanted to get in there for a reason because I thought they nicely inverted the whole kind of like you think she's just like the fucking like almost like slutty mate who just wants to start shit and actually no, there's more to her than that. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, like the pizza delivery guy might be the MVP of the entire fucking film for me. It, 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 he's the kid that's getting babysat in Halloween for this movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, um, <laughs> that kid's brilliant. Um, that kid is brilliant. Actually, I'm going to watch Halloween again just for that kid. And and by the way, the two kind of out within a year of each other Halloween films we didn't talk about Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends go on then that's yeah, all I have yeah. to say about those go on then <laughs> so yeah I, it, um, I, 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 I liked it but to be honest more for the stuff around the scary stuff than the scares themselves and I'm, I'm actually kind of okay with that that's cool um Bex. I I really fucking liked it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. It it felt because it's it's not a conjuring movie, it's, it's an Annabelle movie, but it feels in the same Annabelle We've had more Annabelle movies than like Conjuring movies. Yeah. Annabelle isn't but the quality level, generally the, the, the conjuring main spine are better than spin offs. 
Yeah, there's, 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 there's more budget. But this one straddles the two. It's got established characters and, you know, you like the Warrens. You, you've been with the Warrens through a lot of shit. So you like them and having them there and Judy there kind of makes you, it's an anchor, isn't it? Mm. Um, so it's like, it, it's somewhere between, it's not, it's not quite as high quality story-wise as, as one of the Conjuring movies, but it's better than a lot of the spin-offs. Um, I love the fact that there was all this creepy shit just getting activated by Annabelle just being her general dickish, dickish self. Um, I like the fact as well that with a lot of the stuff that was there, it was brave enough to not try and give you a backstory. Like Obviously, some of them it did, the ferryman and the wedding dress. Mm. Um, it gave you a bit of a, a backstory. But like the samurai, you didn't really get anything on what he was about. You know, you, you don't find out all the spooky shit that, that comes to life doesn't necessarily get explained. And I quite like that. Although I would like to know the story behind the samurai dude. I've always wondered about the samurai dude. Mm. Um, can I just quickly just interject before I, before I do my thoughts and we'll get a little bit more into bits of it. So, we mused between the three of us about the curse of La Llorona, in yeah, a way. Yeah. About whether or not this was a Conjuring movie or not, because it's got characters from the Conjuring universe. Mm. Now, apparently it just is now. <laughs> it just is a Conjuring movie. Yeah. But I don't get it. Why wasn't it marketed as a Conjuring universe movie? What, what, what do you mean? Um, why? What's happened? Why is it suddenly officially a Conjuring film? Um, we, if, you, if you look... If you... I, I, I'm literally on the Conjuring universe, universe Wikipedia page and it's fucking there. Mm. Been spoken about as a, as a Conjuring movie. Um, and James Wan has spoken about it as a Conjuring movie recently. And it's now just a Conjuring movie. The, the annoying thing there is a lot more people would have gone to see it if it was marketed as a Conjuring yeah. movie. I, it's, I'll be absolutely honest with you. I think the reason why it wasn't is because that film is not great. Like, The Nun is not great. I wasn't a massive fan of The Nun, but obviously The Nun herself was in very prominently in The Conjuring 2. Mm. So they couldn't not say that's a Conjuring Universe film. With The Curse of La Llorona, it's basically the priest who's in Annabelle is also playing the same character for one scene in the Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, and I was, uh, of course, Michael uh, Chavez, who, who directed it, is directing The Conjuring 3. Conjuring 3, which is worrying to me. Because um, the, the Curse of La Llorona is... Uh, I mean, down there with The Nun as the worst of these films. Um, I'd even make... I'd maybe say it's worse than The Nun. Just I mean, because it's very still, forgettable. Um, still did big numbers, to be fair. Sorry, still did big money. Yeah, I mean, it did, it did, oh, it did okay money. But with the cut, but it was just like even with the marketing campaign earlier on, it was like even the font of the text was the same as they are for all of yeah. these these films. Well, Curse um, of a budget of nine million and made one hundred and twenty-three. That thing made one hundred and twenty-three million worldwide. Yeah. God fucking hell, man! They can print money, can't they? Yeah. Off a budget of nine. Off a budget of nine million, they made 123 million. Bloody hell. But no, I mean, the thing is, I think Warner just, and James Wan, in fairness, probably just knew 
yeah. yeah, this this hasn't this hasn't quite this hasn't quite hit the mark, has it? And so they probably just pumped the brakes. And because it was just the priest from Annabelle, you know, they didn't necessarily need to say that it was a Conjuring Universe film. Like if if they really wanted to do a Conjuring Universe thing, I don't know, put fucking Ed and Lorraine Warren in the start or the end. Uh, just to point out for my bit, the Annabelle Comes Home is set after the Conjuring, but before the Curse of Lateron. Right. He lives in Annabelle, doesn't he? So, yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, right. I I enjoyed it a lot, actually, to be honest. Uh, it's probably my favourite of the Annabelle movies, and I really liked Annabelle Creation. I thought Annabelle Creation... I mean, I couldn't get on with Annabelle. Um, but um, Annabelle Creation, I thought, was a really solid aura. I liked, I liked the fact that once you get into the actual main kind of meat of the movie... It's all in one setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And it, I, when you start thinking about it, you can go back and actually the majority of the Conjuring Universe movies oh. are, are a singular setting because that place has to be haunted. Mm. And so you, you've got to take that into account. And it makes it claustrophobic from but, a tension point of view. But I, I was more aware of it here. Mm. I think partially because Animal Creation Love is set outside. So it, it feels like there's, there's more going on yeah. there. Whereas this was, uh, what is it? Um, I have minor little issues. I, I agree with Ian. I thought the the casting the uh, girl with Judy's very good. She gets uh, across a an, an awkwardness without being awkward. To be fair, kind of great. For a girl of her age, he's, he's, he's getting some some decent yeah. credits behind him. Um, I thought she was she was really good. Um, yeah, the babysitter is stock generic babysitter in horror movie uh, kind of fair. But the the girl who plays Daniela, um, yeah, I, I thought her her arc was really good. I thought her character was really good because you do you have tricked it thinking that she's just going to be a bit of an arsehole, a bit of a twat, but actually she's not. She's quite sweet. You know, even talking to Judy and getting across there the, the, mm-hmm. of that. I thought that the kid who plays uh, Bob's Got Balls uh, was. Aww. Was was great and, I liked Bob's and fun yeah, and funny yeah. and um, just you know his I liked his whole shtick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I liked the fact that he was like he was a good looking boy. Yeah, but he was the nervous one. Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't a dick. Mm. Yeah, I, I liked that. That was it. Was kind of he was a, a well well designed character. Uh, I. There was a lot of fake outs in it. There was a lot of fake outs. Yeah. There was a couple of good jumps that got me, and I I, I, I freely admit I scare really easy in, in films, which which is great. And I like the fact that I scare easy in films because it means that things like this scare me really fucking easy. I, I will say, one I I watched this on a Saturday afternoon with an audience of I was probably the oldest person in the audience. And you know there was some chattiness going on at points, but it was it was to be honest, it was kind of okay to deal with. Like yeah. it, it was like fucking teenagers; they're excited if they're a little bit chatty every now and then. It's not the end of the world. But this yeah. one girl, when they did, the, the Daniela was playing at the piano, and then like her dad with like almost like the zombie face, yeah, is there and shouts at her. This girl fucking screamed the house down. <laughs> and it was amazing and it was like I remember when films used to do that to me good for you 
I, I, I think I audibly let out a fuck it out at one point, didn't I? It wasn't at that moment, it was before that when something moved in the background, something like that. Was it when the boss shot? Yeah. 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 And I, I, I shit myself There's at that some point. Really, the thing is, and what, what, what you have to say about these movies is they do a jump scare fucking well. They do a jump scare well, and the thing is, a jump scare when it's done well a is a beautiful thing. thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Can we bring up the camera? A little bit. Of course. Right. So they get it home and they put it on a chair and they go, fuck it, we need some more of this. And he goes, that holy glass we've got. And then literally they turn around as a fucking cabinet made. Yeah. You, you try to suggest that Ed and Lorraine Warren wouldn't have holy glass no, no, in the, there. They have holy glass, but it's fashioned into a perfectly fitting cabinet already. I'm sorry, no one's that fucking psychic. No, they have a sign made no, for it as well. No, 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 because it shows you the glass piled up against the wall. They then make it into a cabinet. But in that amount of time, one night. Yeah. How long did you take to make a fucking cabinet out of glass? To have all of the right fittings and everything like that. That's fitting right. Oh, it, it was just a stretch. I'm just saying, it was a stretch. And we know Ed Warren's a handyman, right? But. Oh, you was, know he's a handyman. Sorry. I was thinking, if that was fashioned out of, like, wood or something to start off with, and then they had the cabinet made, it, it, later, fine. But it, it, it's a very well-made cabinet. It is a good cabinet. Right. I want I want a deleted scene on my iTunes extras of, 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 of uh, the priest and, and what's her name? Warren, Lorraine Warren sat in the kitchen having a coffee while she can hear Ed singing Elvis songs to himself making this fucking cabinet. That is what I want. And if I don't get that, then you can fuck off with your conjuring three. I mean, I think, I think he'd be up for making that. I, yeah, I found that, but yeah, it, it, there, was, there, was, there was that. But I, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It's a bit too long. Yeah. It's too long, I've I, I decided. Um, it, it's 106 minutes. It's a long time. You know, Patrick Wilson's the saviour of modern horror. Yes. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I really don't get this. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Um, I, there was a bit too much scattergun with it. I think you could have taken a, a little bit out of it. There was, there was a, they, they threw a little bit too much at it. I, I, I honestly I, forgot about the wedding dress stuff until Becky mentioned it. Really, I love the wedding dress. Up. I did I like just, the wedding dress. Up. When she goes through all the fucking windows and like, oh, and the mirror is like that. Yeah, that fucking shit me right up. Do you know what? I, I, fucking, I, I, I don't get terribly scared by movies because I've watched too many horror movies and they all retread the same tropes. But this movie really fucking got me at points, and I loved it. Yeah, it was like being on a thrill ride. The tension levels they keep up really well throughout the movie as well. Like once it gets going, it doesn't really let you relax at all. No, it does get going quite a lot, is it? Um, and this, this is his directorial debut. Yeah, he's um, he's been a writer on a bunch of these, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he, he also co-wrote the It. Mm. He wrote the final treatment for that, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, did he? Uh, and he's written, he's solely written the third one, the second sequel, hasn't he? It's just him, the screenplay. Oh, I mean, 
the, the, the chapter two, yeah. I just from a from a directorial point of view, I think he just he overextended the quite a few of the sequences for me. Like, yeah, I thought I thought that for me the tension dissipated quite a bit because you did have quite a lot of fake outs before something actually happened. And yeah. I, I I I don't know. I I'll be honest. I didn't jump all that much. And I'm not saying that as a fucking look at me, you know, because I I do jump at films. It just it didn't particularly get me. Oh, I really, really did, Benny. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I, I think there was too many fake outs, but as I say, it, it still got me. But I'm quite easy to get. The fake out with the map was good, though. The fake out with the map was very good, actually. It was good to get an early fake out. However, I will I will say, you know, it's a fake out. I knew it was a fake out all along because they they do that in these movies. Mm. They give you a oh 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 we got you, and then straight away I thought right so something's gonna happen to Ed in a second. Yeah, because they do a fake and then they do a real out of nowhere. Yeah. So there was that. And but I, yeah. I, so I, that often though when they've got her in the car and like they realise that she's a beacon because all these ghosties start coming in one of them's the girl from the accident mm. that bit's creepy I like your doll <laughs> should I yeah the doll is fucking creepy as fuck the doll is yeah but then, but then like the I like your doll because that comes up in the first Annabelle yeah um, it and gets it's, a few times I think so it's, is, in this is, movie it's like three or four times yeah. so is that just is that a line that Annabelle makes these manifestations say or something I, 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 yeah. I don't know Bit of a logic leap there, but because the, yeah. the what is it? Um, the spirit demon thing that's in in Annabelle. In Annabelle, yeah, that horny guy, goaty looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I think horny guy covered it. No, that's a completely different fucking conjuring. <laughs> that's, a, that's a completely different conjuring in my brain right now. <laughs> the conjuring. <laughs> wow. I really, really don't want to hear Mark conjure a boner. Can we move on quick? <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah, that that guy, I he was, I liked the fucking cut of his jib. I liked the, oh, I liked the fact that there was a bit of nastiness in this movie yeah. with him. He was fucking terrifying, and I liked the fact that he was terrifying. The, the editing with his movements as well that made him all weird and fast and juddery. I, I liked that. That was a really yeah. nice effect. The, 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 the fact that he looked like... He, he looked like if they hadn't stopped him, he was going to do some sick fucking shit. He was stuck in a saw that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, but I reckon he's going to do stuff after that. You reckon? I... I, I... I, I did like the way as well though that he like he puts all that goo into Daniela and you, yeah. you think it's going to be like a whole kind of is she isn't she kind of thing and immediately it's like yeah that's not Daniela you know, like yeah you know, I I like the way that they were just like nah fuck it that's not her let's just go yeah um, we've done that before let's fucking not bother yeah yeah quite I like the fact that they've got Judy having like similar powers to her mother. It does seem like we might get a Judy movie, which I don't want. I don't know whether Judy wanted to go for that, though. Like, reading interviews with her and stuff, she's like, I'm fine with them doing that, but, like, I don't really want to be hugely involved. I, I, I still reckon if they wrote her a big enough check, she would. <laughs> and that's not, that's, I'm not meaning that in a nasty way, what is it, but it's just, you know, why not? No, why not? You know, if I was her, I'd, I'd have to be back check. Um, 
But yeah, um, are we pretty much to the end of Animal Comes Home? Yeah, I think so. Any other feelings towards it? That poor little girl's goes through some shit in this movie, doesn't she? Which one? Judy. I mean, that's kind of wrong for it. Well, like, no. I mean, maybe. I mean, not really. So the uh, poll came out. I, I'm definitely not shit on it. I'm, you're definitely not shit on it. Yeah. Uh, Ian, where are you? Are you touching copper? Are you definitely not shit? No, I'm definitely uh, not shit. I think it, I think it's a recommend for people who are so inclined, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Cool. So we were definitely not shit 50% and touching cloth 50%. So I, I think that's a, a, a fair assessment of it. I think yeah. if you're... It, it, it. <laughs> I don't know the bit, the bit where he's in the chicken coop and the chicken gets home, like, no, 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 come back. Oh, wait, 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 it's it, 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 he seems to have some comedic chops to him, yeah. and he seems to be very well aware of it yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, yes, that was Annabelle comes home. Uh, a I'd, I recommend if if it's your if these sort of things are your vibe. If not, then probably stay the fuck away. Uh, Ian, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's not like a threat. Stay away. I'm not threatening people. <laughs> I mean, it sounds a bit like you are. But maybe I am. Maybe, yeah. Um, Ian, what have you been watching this week? That was really good. That was actually pretty good, actually. Yeah. Thanks. The Lion King. Um, Which one? Jo- well, the, the new one. <laughs> John Favreau did a new Lion King. And there's digital fur technology. But, but the director of this film does not want you to fuck Simba. <laughs> so that's a plus point. Um, so, yeah, The Lion King. It's... Um, the thing is, there's not an awful lot to say about it because it's exactly what you thought it was going in. It's The Lion King... But it's a half hour extra because there's a couple of new scenes, but there's also an awful lot of shots in the first one taking five times as long. (laughs) So in the first one, Lottie's been watching the first one kind of on a loop for the last few days. In the first one, after the big opening sequence, there's um, a, a little bit with a kind of a mouse kind of running around them, Scar, like... Pick, uh, like picks it up and says, "Life's not fair, my li- is it, my little friend?" Um, and in the original, that's like maybe a five ten second shot. In this one, it must go on for about a minute of just look how fucking photo real this mouse is. Holy <laughs> fucking shit! Look how photo real this mouse is. Look at those rocks. None of those rocks are real. They were done in computers. Holy shit! So that's the thing. This film is about. It's a little bit like you know, rocks exist. You could just take a photo of rocks. Yeah, yeah, no, quite. Yeah, I mean, that always pulls me back to the um, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah. Where he comes out of the wall. Oh, the wall. Yeah. There and um, John Carpenter, not John Carpenter, Wes Craven commented on it and said, "It's amazing that shot probably cost." 
what, $100,000 minimum? Mm-hmm. And we did it for $6. <laughs> and I always got better. Yeah. So sorry, I, that was it. No, 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 but, but, but you're right. And the, the, the thing is, what they've done here is created a film which looks fucking amazing. And if it wins Best Visual Effects at the Oscars next year, fair fucking play to it because it looks great. The animals talking didn't really bother me that much. You just you sink into it, and it's like, okay, yep, fine, that that that's cool. Uh, I think I think that works. Um, the the songs still bang. They they do. Um, I mean, the circle of life is incredible. Hakuna Matata, great fun. With some very knowing stuff from Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner as uh, Simone and Pumba here. Well, um, Pumba and Simone, I should say, technically. Um, and they are the best thing about this one. There's some kind of improv meta stuff here, which I really enjoyed. Um there's a comment that Billy Eichner makes at the end of Hakuna Matata, which is is fantastic, and I, 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 I won't spoil it. Um, there's also a distraction that he does in the third act, which brings in another Disney animated classic, which I wasn't fucking expecting, which is obviously just kind of improv from the recording sessions, and I wish the rest of the film had that character, because what they what they have taken away here is the kind of the animated fun with the musical numbers, so um, I just can't wait to be king, in the original, it's this kind of like wildly colourful musical number kind of choreographed thing. And this time it's animals running about and then more animals following them. And again, it's like, look at those fucking ostrich- ostriches. They're not real. <laughs> you know, but it, it just it, it doesn't have that, that same sense of fun. And so, I mean, it's, is it a little bit like once you get away from the fact that oh my god, look at look at the visual aspect of it. It's a bit like cool. Why yeah. the Lion King? Yeah, but they make weird decisions, I and mean, this has been noted in in other podcasts that I've listened to. So it's not an original thought, but I mean, to be fair, I thought it when watching it. Can you feel the love tonight? That song is set at what appears to be like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and it, it just it's really weird um and I, I yeah i don't know it just like i say Simone and pumba there's real character and go okay you're doing some interesting shit here and aladdin i for me has proved this year that there you know there is some worth in these disney live action remakes but like doing new shit or just having new shit in them um, and I mean that that film, it's it is Aladdin, but it's longer. But that's because there is more content in it, and I enjoyed that content. The Lion King, it's literally we want to show you this uh, as a documentary. It's like okay, brilliant, but that could also be ninety five minutes. You know, it, it just it could. It's um. It, it, it's 
it's it, the thing is in isolation, it's a good film. It is. Um, I mean, Suicide <laughs> is not nearly as good as Jeremy Irons, but if Jeremy Irons, well, if the line the original one didn't exist, is he good? Yeah. Um, I will say Donald Glover and Beyonce Knowles, uh, uh, Carter Knowles, are doing the bare fucking minimum. Yeah. The uh, bare minimum. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. one might say. Well, yeah, quite, no, no, quite. No, no, absolutely. Like, so, like, I mean, Beyonce Knowles doesn't get an awful lot to do here. Donald Glover, it just, there's fuck all to, to, a passion to it. And you need this character who is learning this life lesson and is realising that he needs to step up. And he just sounds like, yeah, you know, that, yeah, that sounds like a good thing to do. It just... He's... I, I'm not massively on the Donald Glover train, but I did like him in Solo, and I liked him in Magic Mike XXL, but... He literally, it feels like he did, he recorded the lines two or three years ago when he was really, really hot shit. And maybe they needed to just have the balls to go, do you know what, Donald, this wasn't good enough. Can you actually try this time? I find it amazing the fact that in all of the, um, sort of like press touring from like that for it, there's been no. I haven't really seen... I, mean, I might have just missed it, by the way, unless it's not happened. But... Have you seen the John Oliver I've, I've not really seen anything with Beyoncé and Donald Glover. Um, Donald, Donald Glover was on the, the late show with Stephen Colbert and he turned up in the lion suit. Nice. Fair enough. I mean, Beyoncé, she's done a, a, a supporting album. Oh, and I think... That's very... Cashing in on something for her, which uh, I I I I, I, I want to say was like published on a label that she owns, so she makes all the monies. Yeah, it is, uh, and it'll be only available on Tidal, which her uh, husband has. Um, I think it is actually on Spotify. Is it? Fucking hell! Uh, is that because they realised that nobody has Tidal? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it just it, it like I say, it's what you think it is. Except the animals talking is not as much of a problem as you think it would be. Sorry, yeah. Have you have you seen the John Oliver thing where you know there's that cast picture going around where Beyonce is like she's like properly central and there's no one stood within like a meter of her on either side, and then next to her on one side, a meter away is John Oliver, and he's like a massive Beyonce fan. So I think whichever the late night host. TV show that he was on, asked him about it, and um, they were like, oh, is she photoshopped in? And he was like, well, she wasn't there. Oh, right. So she's not even in the fucking cast photo, probably. So but she's not in the cast photo, but probably still insisted, I still don't want anyone anywhere near me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I've never got the hobby on the same thing. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I, I honestly think it's like, judging by the international weekend on this thing, it will be huge, but I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of goes off the edge of a cliff over the next few weeks. Well, it plumped 600 million, nearly, didn't it? Just shy of 600 million. That's the thing. I mean, it just, if this film was better, it would be doing, like, serious MC, like, the big MCU films money. Yeah. 
if it was better. And, you know, I think John Favreau was going for something. I think, you know, he was like, I want to make this look fucking real as shit. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just, Favreau, make more The Chef Show. Make Chef 2. Yeah, that, that's it. I, 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 I would like to see Favreau just do another sort of, I, what is it? Yeah, another him project. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the I, I enjoyed the Jungle Book. Fine, this is fine. Do, do, I don't know. Do something that you. Yeah, I, I, maybe his heart really is in the Lion King. But... I, I, I think his heart is in these things. To be honest, I think he, I, I don't. I, I don't think he's doing it as a jobbing director. Um, for it, I think. I think he. I think he gets a kick out of making these these movies. I, I, I do think they're they're his movies. Um, uh, and you know, fuck it. Why? Why not? He's obviously he's got somebody's ear at, at Disney, at these big studios. They, you know, he he helped start the MCU. You know, and he's still in it, in spite of the fact that they, they, they kind of took that away from him a little bit. Whether or not he wanted it to be or not, I, I don't know. But he's he's clearly a very smart and very. Um, passionate guy about about movie making mm. um, and I, I think it's pretty cool to have him around things um, and, and you know it's nice that he got to go off and do Chef and he did that Chef TV series and he's going to go and do some, hopefully he'll go and do something else next and then he'll, he'll, he'll come back and he'll do he'll do something else it's, it's I, I just I think it's good that you've got people like that around who are willing to embrace a different uh, level of creativity and to, to try out, right, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I think he thought that the, that the Jungle Book was a tester for going out and do Lion King. Right, I've done Jungle Book and that was good. I'm going to take on the fucking, the big fucking one. The issue there, though, is the Lion King is already a bit more serious. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the Lion King it is frivolous, like there's animals dancing and making like displays on the ground that when you look at them from the aerial shot, it makes like patterns and shit. You can't do that with photorealistic animals. I think you should. I just I don't know. I think it's too. It's difficult for me. Lion King is is one of the few Disney films of that era that I really really loved. How did we got on with it? Um. Never really got on with the Little Mermaid, not really with with Aladdin or anything like that. They I, mean, never, I liked it, but it was never like, oh my god, I fucking love it. Whereas with the Lion King, I, I wore the videotape out of it that I have. Well, that's, that's serious <laughs> masturbating, Bex. Fair play. Very masturbating, but, um, but it, you know, I, I I really really love that film, and then the magic of it is. They're quite expressive and they're very animated, and you know there's, there's personality to them. And I've, I've not seen it, but everyone's saying they just they they're photorealistic, so they can't really emote. So like, yeah, I mean, that, I, I, like, dad's just died. Looks exactly the same as Simba excited. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I mean, I I, I like I said, I don't, it just it didn't bother me that much. Um, it, it was just yeah, all right. They're doing that, and they they do a weird thing with like the kind of like there's quite a lot of their ears involuntarily flicking. Like they do that in the trailer, that one bit with Scar, and that happens quite a lot. 
and it's like, yep, okay, I'm sure that happens in the wild. I probably don't need to see Simba's ear flick every ten seconds. <laughs> but, but it's fine. It, it's you know, on its own, it, it's perfectly good. It just it doesn't have the character of the original. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I also uh, watched Hook. Oh, I love Hook. I fucking hate Hook. Shut up, you. Miserable. Hook's Hook's super long. It is. It's really long, but I really like the world. I saw it in the cinema, and 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 honestly, I, I do. I vividly remember coming out of it and going, "That was a fucking waste of time." What have you got against Hook? Is it Julia Roberts? This was a long time before I despised Julia Roberts. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. No, no. Yeah, I mean it's fair. I mean I don't have that much to say to be honest. It's like it looks great, and Robin Williams is doing his thing. Um, I don't know. It just it feels like a film that will will never get made again. Uh, well, for obvious reasons, Robin Williams is dead. But you know, it just yeah. I, it, it's yeah, and Bob Hoskins. Yeah, fuck it, it. You know, Phil Collins is still alive, and he? he's in it a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, we can't quite we swap with like an overlord, Bob Hoskins or Robin Williams for Phil Collins. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it just I enjoy Hook, but it's really, really, really fucking long. Um, and last one because we're going to talk about Wolf Warrior in a separate Patreon thing. Uh, started my Once Upon a Time in Hollywood prep. Rewatched Reservoir Dogs. That film fucking rules even though there are obviously problematic elements in this day and age, but it is a film which is 25 years old. Um, 27 years old. Twenty, Yeah, no, 91 it was, so 28 years old, I think. So let's just call it 30 years old. Um, <laughs> it aged five years. In like yeah, six. no, it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, dialogue is just fucking brilliant. Um, and... <laughs> You know, watching it, trying to think that you don't know who the rat is, that reveal is pretty fucking amazing. You know, like, Madsen's about to set fire to the cop, and then he fucking just, like, shoots him. Um, and I really like that exchange after, where um, he's he's talking to the cop, and the, uh, the cop's like, how do I look? And then Tim Roth just starts laughing at him, and he's like, I'm fucking deformed! It's him off just being like, I'm dying here. And it's like these two guys feeling really sorry for themselves, but Tim Roth has the ultimate comeback, which is just like, I'm fucking dying. Yeah, yes. You know, it's like, yeah, and, and just the way that the cop is just like, just doesn't say anything. It's just like, yeah, all right, fair enough then. <laughs> it, yeah, I, it's, it's great. And. I really like Buscemi as well. I like the fact that Steve Buscemi is the smartest person in this entire fucking film. You know, he he doesn't figure out who the rat is, but all his ideas are really, really good ideas. I I kind of was, but I don't have an argument with somebody who wouldn't have it that you didn't see the robbery in Reservoir Dogs. (laughs) You don't even even get close to seeing it. I can't remember remember who it was, but it was... it was a friend, I was talking about it, and it's going back a few years, this, I was talking about it, I think it was before, 
bastards has released it could have been. Right. So you're going back to what, eight years ago or something like that? Yeah. Um, and I was saying that it, it, it was, at the time I said that, that Reservoir Dogs still remained my favourite Tarantino movie. Yeah. And there's someone who says, I, 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 I really admire it. its simplicity, the fact that it's set around a couple of places. Mm. You've basically got the diner, and then the majority of it. You're carrying theme for you tonight, though, isn't yeah. it? You quite like. I, I, I do, yeah. And the fact that the majority is set in the, in the warehouse. In the warehouse, yeah. Um, so you've got little bits where you, you go out of it, but they're going back in time or going back to something like this. Mm. There's, there's that. So I liked that, that bit of it. And they said, oh, yeah, the bank robbery is great. And it's like, we well, you, you don't see the bank robbery. Yes, you do. You, you, you just you don't and they were adamant and they wouldn't believe they wouldn't take it to the point of where I started thinking fucking hell dear and I've just forgotten about it am I wrong and it was like there was a couple of people there going no you do see it like, no it's not it's it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre you don't actually see the things that you think you're seeing yeah adamant but they did that's really weird yeah yeah, most of my dogs is, is I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing like, the, the Tarantino rewatches rewatch. before what is yeah, it? Um, but yeah, yeah, Reservoir Dogs is a fucking hell of a film. What's and your favourite now? So, between that and Django. What are you in? I, I don't know. I I, I want to get through watching these all. To be honest, it's been, it's been a while since I've done a full Tarantino watch. We did it a couple of years ago, didn't we? Yeah, before. Yeah, before. Mm. Yeah. I did. I. I'm pretty sure I did it before Django, but it's I, like hate. I, I haven't rewatched Hateful Eight since the cinema. So. Even that, I think once since the cinema. Yeah, because I didn't see it until. Yeah. Um, Not without me. We went to the roadshow, I think, didn't we? <laughs> um, was that was that was that your last one? Though? Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah, go ahead, guys. Cool. Uh, take it away, the best. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you do. Yeah. I'll let you do one and three. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so we watched The Ruins, rewatched The Ruins. Um, one of uh, Stephen King's favourite movies, huh? Yeah. It, it, I, I'd actually, we've watched this before and I, yeah. I'd forgotten how. Actually, it is actually really quite good. Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's it's a fun it's a fun I, horror movie. I think there's a tendency to loop uh, lump it in, sorry, with with other sort sort of shit noughties horrors, but it's, it's actually quite a bit gorier and quite a bit scarier. There's a, there's a good premise to it. Yeah, yeah, I think it makes it more tense as well because like it's not that they can't they're not escaping because they're dumb teenagers they, they literally can't because the guys will shoot them yeah I think it helps the fact that you've got that you've, got really, you've not got generic actors in it mm. you know Jonathan Tucker is a, he's a solid actor when I think he was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake as well I think oh, right, okay. yeah. uh, and uh, young Jennifer Lowe isn't it she's really the most annoying character though she is but I think the character is supposed to be annoying yeah um yeah, there's. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 um, 
I don't know what else to say about it, to be honest. It's like just a really it, good, solid, scary horror it, it movie. Cropped up on, it cropped up on Amazon Prime, hasn't it? Yeah. And as soon as it cropped up, I thought, ooh, I want to rewatch that. Yeah, I wanted to rewatch it for a while, actually. Yeah, because it jumps in at 90 minutes long. Um, and it's it's quite nasty. There's some nasty bits in it. Mm. Um, there's some good, like, body horror. There's some good body there. horror, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, bet, I, bet, I bet you've got oh, this here. No, I, I remember quite liking the uh, the ruins, but yeah, like the the body were... horror stuff was weirded me out. Yeah, peeling yeah. our own leg off. Oh, well, oh, that's grim. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was that. Do you want me to do the? Want me to do one now? And you can do one. Yeah, go on. We'll do that. I know you're going to share that one for last. I'm sharing that one for fucking last. <laughs> yeah, too right. Um, well, I realised that I that there was one um, Zac Efron movie I hadn't seen yet, didn't I? Yes. Uh, so we rectified that. We, we did. Yes. And we watched uh, We Are Your Friends. Have you seen this, Ian? No, I haven't. I'm intrigued. Right. So we watched We Are Your Friends. Um, just by Matt Joseph, directorial debut. Um, it stars Zac Efron, uh, Emily... Uh, em- it is Emily, isn't it? Emily Rackhouse. Yeah, Emily Rackhouse. Yeah. Uh, Shiloh Fernandez, uh, Alex Schaefer, Wes Bentley. Um, so... Zac Efron plays a, a character called Cole Carter, um, who is in his early 20s and hangs about with his mates and they live in the valley. Um, and uh, him and his mates put on like this social night, don't they, at a local club um, where he's the DJ and his friends act as like promoters and one of them's a drug dealer. Um <laughs> And then it, the whole thing there is that they're trying to get bigger and become bigger promoters, and they're using Cole's um, musical talents to kind of get them forward. Um, and then on one of these nights, he bumps into the headline DJ, uh, played by Wes Bentley, and they kind of form a bit of a, a friendship, don't they? Yes. Uh, whereby he's now a DJ who is very well paid, travels the world, but has lost his oeuvre along the way, hasn't he? And he's an um, alcoholic. Um, sparkling. And it, it, it's, it, but he sees something called that he kind of like, that reignites him a little bit. Uh, his peer and his girlfriend is played by Emily Wachikowska. Wachikowska. Yeah, that's what you said. Yes. Um, and of course, Baby Z and what's it kind of start flirting a little bit early. Um, but it's all about kind of him finding his sound but not in like as shitty way as that sounds um, but um, it's a lot better than it has any right to be isn't it? Yeah for a, for a, a film about what what is it they call it EDM yeah it, yeah it's actually got quite a lot of heart to it yeah there's a there's a sequence where um, Zac Efron's playing at this party uh, DJ at his party, isn't he? Mm. And he he basically explains the the science uh, and the maths behind getting a room bouncing, getting a room bouncing um, as based on heartbeats and things like that. And you're thinking this sounds like complete bollocks, but then when you start thinking about it, you go, do you know what? It actually seems to make <laughs> sense. Actually, the maths kind of adds up. But Wes Bentley isn't as generic a character as we expect him to be. Um, there's a bit of an arc within his character yeah. um, and the whole thing has a few 
spins there's a bit of a social commentary on that with John uh, Bernthal's character yeah um, his character in it, he, he's fantastic as turned up for like literally a day on set and just fucking tore it up <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it, it's well worth a watch to be honest fair play yeah there's, there's an actual a proper quite enjoyable movie in there it's a lot better than I expected to be I, would, I, I think if I watched this if I was into if I was between the ages of like 15 and maybe like 18, 19 and was into the EDM scene mm. and I watched this I would be like Fuck yeah, that's a, it's a fucking, yeah. It, I could see how it could connect with people. And the fact that the song that he does at the end, because which is no spoiler, because he's building clearly to a song at the end. Yeah. And I, I, this isn't my groove of music, but even I was going, that's a fucking great song, actually, that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot better than it has any right to be. It's, a, it's, it's quite a lot of fun, but it's actually got quite a good heart to it as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, right, Bex, you can do this next one. And you can explain the reason why we watched it. <laughs> um, okay, so we went out for a few drinks, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, went to get some snacks. Snacks. Snacks from, from the local mini supermarket that is close to our... Drinking hall. Our drinking hall of choice. Um, and was in looking at their little American section that they've got going on. And they had a um, one of those foil shaky pan... Things of Jiffy Pop popcorn. Yeah. So can you, get, can you guess what we watched? Scream. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so we rewatched rewatched Scream just based off the fact that we got quite excited about watching Scream while eating Jiffy Pop popcorn, which we did nice. do. Which we do. Jiffy Pop popcorn is a lot more fun than microwave popcorn. It's way more fun. It's a bit more scary as well. It's though. fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it goes from being flat to just being. All of a sudden, you're going, holy fucking shit, this is going to explode. It was really exciting. It was a thrill ride. It was a thrill ride. Yes, yeah. it was. It was good. Uh, yeah, it's Scream. Scream. But, yeah, we've reviewed the popcorn. Yeah, it was. It, it's great. Scream, <laughs> Scream is fucking great. Um, and I'm a little bit sad that um, we didn't get to see more of Skeet Ulrich be a thing. Yeah. What happened to him? He yeah. got less pretty. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, I think that's um, what kind of happens. He was in that was it Jericho, that TV series yeah, that people yeah. watched and loved, but not enough people watched it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he was in that, and then after that, kind of nothing. He was awfully 90s, though. He, he had a very big couple of years with this, and he was in As Good As It Gets. Mm. And that was about it. He, 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 he was a bit like... He was Stephen Dorff three years after Stephen Dorff. Yeah. It, it remains a massively intelligent and watchable horror movie, though, and I think it deserves its place in... It's one of the most... It, it, it's one of the most influential horror movies yeah. of all time. You know, it, it re-kick-started horror. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I said this while we were watching it, didn't I? It's... It's awfully brave, you know, not so much now because the rest of the people that are in it are more of a thing, but it, it was a brave move of it at the time to kill off its big star within, what, 10 minutes of it starting? Yeah, it, it, Drew Barrymore's killed before the credits yeah. happened. Yeah. And, and at the time, she was the, the, the big fucking movie star yeah. that was in it. Um, I, I still think one of the major flaws that Scream has is Neve Campbell's character is fully unlikable. 
cheers on like well yeah yeah uh, she's on like a port across the whole thing so at least it's consistent yeah i do like seeing matthew lillard and stuff though i always like seeing matthew lillard and stuff yeah they were always like mommy dying here he's either after he's been stabbed it just goes up a notch <laughs> He, he, he goes full lad. Yeah, he goes full lad. Yeah. Yeah. What was that other one he did? Around the same time where he went, he goes full Lillard. Was it? Um, oh shit! It was the one with Freddie Prince Jr. in it. I don't know. Last summer. No. We went. It was our first date movie. She's all that. She's all that. Uh, yeah. In that. Yeah, Matthew Lillard plays the douchebag. Um, the douchebag that. Freddie Prince Jr.'s girlfriend's now going out with, mm. who was on Real World. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he he literally for the entire movie is full of that. Do you know what I really fucking love about it? Is in, and you what? know the answer to this anyway. What? Fucking Thirteen Ghosts. I yeah, love that movie. Ghosts, I really yeah. fucking love that movie. It's a good movie, that Thirteen Ghosts. So yeah, so <laughs> we couldn't find anything to watch the other night, could we? No, we could not. So you were making a drink or something, though, is it? Yes. And I jokingly said to you, Becky, how about this? Do you fancy watching? And then made Becky watch a trailer to the movie. <laughs> um, and I'll be honest, I was half joking. And then Did you when watch it got... Biodome or something? What the fuck is it? Oh, no, I fucking love Biodome. Um, Honestly, you... I hate to say this, but I think it may be worse than Biodome. It has a 3.2 rating on IMDb. Becky, find out what Biodome has on IMDb. Um, right? <laughs> you will not recognise anybody that's in it. Ever. It's called Ice Sharks. What? A group of scientists are researched to the based on the Antarctic battle a breed of sharks that have invaded the Antarctic waters. Okay, that sounds like it could be fun. Right? I was half joking. When I suggested it, and then we watched the trailer, and we're like, holy shit, how are we not watching this now? Because of global warming, Ian, the ice is thin, so they can jump up through the ice. Yeah, so sure. literally, also as well, so right, there's not a lot of story in this movie. <laughs> so what's it called? Ice shark. No, the, the what is it, the, 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 the hook thing they're in? Eden or no. Oasis? Or... Oasis. Yeah. Ocean Oasis it's called, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, Arctic Oasis. Yes. Uh, it's called, yeah. So that's like the little science pad they've got where they're doing science. It's not explain what science they're doing, is it? They're investigating the thinner, thinning of the ice. I don't know they actually are. They are. Um, there are two brothers in it who, who <laughs> couldn't look like they were... The, the, they are the most different-looking white men you can imagine. One of them looks like he's like... Scandinavian, Scandinavian. A very handsome, and the other one, not so, looks literally like they dragged him out of a trailer. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a scene in it where they're in the this Arctic, like this little the, uh, research facility they've got, yeah, right, and the sharks swim around it, but with their fins through the thin ice. To cut a hole in the ice so that the fucking the, the building will just float away. Okay, that's pretty <laughs> good. Keep putting holes in it till it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and then it just sinks. It's quite a good idea, that. It's a really good idea. 
But the scientists, and they're going, well, what are they doing? And then literally, as an audience, you're going, well, it's fucking clear what they're doing, and we're not scientists. Because they're just swimming in a fucking circle. And they go, oh, no, I know what they're doing. And one, 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 of, the, one of the scientists, the superintendent scientists, tries to escape on a snowmobile. Yeah. But gets stuck and then spends the longest amount of time. A quarter of an hour. Just humping the seat on his thing, bouncing up and down, trying to get it to move. With I assume he's trying to get it to move. And with, just... with everybody, everybody around him literally going, What are you doing? What are you doing? That isn't working. And he just continues to literally just look like he's fucking the snowmobile into moving. It... And then all of a sudden, it just falls through the ice and they go, no, Oh no! Daryl's fault. Like, uh, uh, the shark, the shark gets him. But he's like looking at the shark. You know that scene in Austin Powers? Is it Austin Powers where he's looking at the um, the roller for like a really long time away, and he Zamboni is it, and he could get out of the way, but he just keeps yeah, screaming. Yeah. Um, it's like that, it, it, I mean, but it, not it, it, for comedic like value. No. The uh, the lady scientist, and I still don't believe they're supposed to be gays. I still believe there was a lot of just like sexual harassment going on. Yeah, there. me too. Though. Yeah, the lady scientist, the blonde lady scientist who. Who can't work out how she should work, how she should act movement in the what oh, is God, it? Oh, yeah, where it's supposed to be. It's oh supposed God, to be rocking. So there's these bits, there's numerous bits where the where, the facility you know, where this facility is supposed to be like rocking, like when it's going sinking down through the water and when the ice first starts wobbling, and like but. <laughs> All she seems There's to do. clearly nothing in the budget for actually making this move, so they just move the camera and then the the cast like lean backwards and forwards. But, but everyone else is kind of in time and leaning in the same way, except this fucking woman who just like she's she, 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 she the legs, does she? She just literally just leans forward yeah. and then leans back and just keeps doing that. She is chaotic. <laughs> and, it's, and then there's, a, there's an odd bit with a ship where they they've got clearly got a model of a big ship yeah right to do a side shot of it but then they clearly forgot to do a a shot at the back of it so they just kind of do like the most rudimentary um cg of it and it 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 looks like a children's drawing it looks like a children's drawing there's bits with the shark in it that becky you said they look like windows 97 screensavers honestly I cannot recommend Ice Sharks highly enough to people. <laughs> I feel you need to watch it. It's, it, it's an asylum picture for a start off. Um, but How I long, long is it? it? It's 85 minutes long and that includes credits. Oh, but clearly with it, the credits go like a fucker, don't they? Yeah, they Literally. Do. No one needs to be remembered for being yeah, associated. The credits with start me. and literally it's like Fuck it, you, you cannot, it's a blur. <laughs> the credits for. Oh god, the bit where he went with the leg. And they've clearly just got like a fucking big bin bag of raw meat. Oh my god, it. the leg. So a guy gets his leg bitten off, uh, right, by a shark. And for some reason, the stump of his leg is about four times the size of his other leg. Yeah. So oh god. Like, size, isn't it? It is mental. I, I, I think I might be able to get you a picture of the leg, Ian. I, I can. I will send you a okay. picture of the leg right now. Give I'm me a picture get, of the leg. I'm just going to get it off IMDb. <laughs> so, yeah, um, honestly, Ice Sharks, it's a couple of beers on a Saturday night um, watching the ridiculousness of this movie. You know what? You'll be fine. 
Very good. Very good. Can well we done, guys. Watch that. I'm well confused. You have to go out. Yeah. Right. I'm going to have to send it. I have to send it. It's not. IMDb doesn't let you save images from what is it. So I've just had to screenshot the thing from IMDb. But I am sending you it now, Ian, so you can look at. It doesn't quite do justice, but yes, this is basically the guy's leg after it's been bitten off. So just look how fucking big his leg is. Nothing else has happened to his leg, by the way. Hang on, I've got to grab my phone, two ticks. Oh, yeah, ice sharks. Um, <laughs> Marvellous. It's a tour de force. Tour de force. Yeah. We did have a lot of fun. We weren't even drunk. No. <laughs> do Yeah, what's that now? Yeah, that's a chunky leg. Yeah. Wow, we. It's directed by the guy who does all the VFX for like quite a lot of things, actually. What's his name? Uh, Emil Edwin Smith. No idea who that is. Okay. Uh, he does like a lot of stuff for like um, Power, the TV series. Um, oh, Firefly sorry. did that. Um, he, I'm not a lie. Uh, he, he, he's done a lot on a lot of sci-fi stuff. So his director's credits include Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Nice. <laughs> Flight 1942, which I think is. Yeah, it's like a World War, what is it? And then Flight 1942 too. Uh, and Ice Sharks, yeah. Fair enough. That's a lot of fun. We had, we had a good time with it. It's, it's worth, a, I think it's worth a bit of a drunk watch, that, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, so that, that was it for us. Um, right. Let's see what questions we have. Well, I ask. Uh, I, I put out a question here uh, that said, "Recording day today." Our question for you guys is: What childhood toy would you like to see a horror franchise about? Uh, so, Jordan McGrath uh, from the uh, his film her movie podcast uh, says, "My wrestling figures. The villain could be uh, steroids. The victims their internal organs." I carved that, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> And um, Rick Kid uh, at Rick J Kid Furbies. Imagine them creepily repeating the last words slash screams of their victims. That is fucking terrifying. Actually, that. What do I do with that? I don't know. Bit, 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 bit of a skew. But have you have you ever seen the whole thing about that Karen Carpenter movie that was made purely using Barbies? Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. like a sorority horror movie done, but with Barbies. So not about the Barbies, but they're supposed to be real people. No, that, 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 that literally falls exactly into what I do. What I was meaning. Ah. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. That sounds so terrifying. So a, a superstar-esque horror movie. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's some Barbies. Get, the camera. Yeah. Get some Barbies over there in my pair of loft. Hell yeah. Well, they'll be in the stable now. They'll be. We don't have a loft anymore. Indeed. We'll just call Yeah. We know it's got I should go buy some babies. Yeah, I should go buy some babies. Pity babies. Yeah, woo! What's your idea? I'm far off I'm still on the time at the moment. Ian, what's yours? Crash test dummies. 
They just they just drive around with people just crashing knowing that they're gonna survive. Yeah, just like not saying anything, just fucking looking at people, like oh, get, oh, getting oh. into all sorts of horrible incidents that they know they will survive. That's oh. fucking terrifying. Bad dickheads. Yep. Bad dickheads. Bad dickheads. Yeah. Go on then. Can I cheat? Yeah. Can I just have Rambo, but in horror movies? I mean. Yeah. I think the better one. Don't give me a second. I think the better one. When I said my idea, you said, "Oh, that's exactly like my idea." No, I think exactly my idea. The the, 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 the question. Uh, I'm going to need to go pee quite soon, Mark. So I'm happy with Rambo. Um, right, cool. Rambo's good then. <laughs> um, I need to pee so your shit answers fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pretty much. Questions, uh, John McGrath. Uh, do you have any good examples of great trailer, terrible movie, or terrible trailer, great movie? Sucker Punch. That's a really good one. That yeah, one. it is actually. Yeah. Can I can I do can I give a special shout out to a great trailer, great movie? What? Fallout. That wasn't the question. I don't care. I'd like to mention that trailer at any given opportunity. Uh, I have one, but it doesn't. It, 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 it's 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 not quite in the same as that. But um, the road because it made people think it was an action movie, and actually it was bleak <laughs> as. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a great show. Yeah, Fair enough. Um, and then uh, Rick Kid at Rick J Kid, we've seen disaster films about heat waves, hurricanes, earthquakes, and geostorms. If you were making, uh, there's no geostorm, geostorm. Uh, if you were making a disaster movie, what threat would be the basis for the film? Sweat. 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 Can't have shots, but it's nice because we watched that. It's called Vice Shots, and it's a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Sweat, just drowning everyone. Global warming provokes a vast increase in the amount of sweat that people exude, and it basically turns into flooding, except it's sweat. <laughs> that does sound like something that sci-fi would make. And then that would have to only be shown in 4DX and it would lose $200 million. Yeah. Mine's called, um, it, it, it's called The Wokening, right? You know where you have, like, equilibrium, where the fascist far right essentially control everyone's thoughts? It's basically that, but it's, it, 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 it's the fascist far left. Yeah. So you just, you don't, you're not allowed to think because, you, literally, I'm not allowed to think, ooh, Look quite foxy tonight, Becky. Uh, because I, I, for some reason, that's that's harassment of my actual wife that I am legally supposed to. I mean, it is, um, it is harassment. So yeah, uh, so yeah, so it's called the walking. That's really good. Yeah, just a society where everybody is too afraid to do anything because of the walking. Yeah, mine would be similar to that, but nobody ever reproduces because no one ever ever flirts with anybody ever. Because that happens in the walking. Does it? Yeah, and it's directed by Craig Sala. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, the human race dies out. Yeah, so it's by Craig S. Zala. And at the end of the Wokening, right, Craig S. Zala, just a prison of all the, the fucking really unworky people just get released. And then, uh, yeah, just, ah, God, yeah. Very so many complaints about this podcast. Who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what S. Craig Zala? What S. Craig S. Zala? On his books, Craig S. Zala. Whatever. Uh, yep, so that was episode 310, people. Uh, Ian raised the piece. I'm going to drink a little bit. Now, we're doing Shutter Island commentary next week because there's fuck all out, apart from the current one, which, yeah, fuck it. We're doing Shutter Island commentary next week. 
I'm just and it's, watch it, and it's, it, it's for patrons it's only. Help. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So fuck you guys. Patrons at patrons slash film bastards. Follow us on Instagram, film bastards. Twitter, Ian at Ian Loring at Bexfors at Doofors at film bastards. We thank you very much for listening, and we shall speak to you next time. Bye. Bye bye. Stay